0: Welcome to Unleashed at Work and Home, the show dedicated to helping veterinarians, vet techs, dog trainers, shelter and rescue workers, pet sitters, and all the other animal crazy pet professionals manage their stress and find more joy. I'm your host, Colleen Pilar, and I'm thrilled you're here with us today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your favorite app so that you won't miss a single episode. This episode is brought to you by our free community, the circle of resilient and thriving pet professionals. If you like the ideas shared here, then you're invited to continue the conversation with other lifelong learners in the community. You can find out more at ColleenPilar.com. It's the perfect place for you to learn cool stuff, feel good, and take action to create the life you love. Come join us. My guest today is Pat Blocker, the owner of Peaceful Paws Dog Training and The Animals Speak. Thanks for joining me today, Pat.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to uh, speak with you.
0: I always enjoy it too. And today we're going to be talking all about you and your journey and how you wound up where you are. But let's start first with where are you? So what are Peaceful Paws Dog Training and The Animals Speak? These are two different businesses.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And at certain points, I do combine them. But uh, the Peaceful Paws dog training is a um, force-free training, and I've been doing that for how many? 17 years I've had mm-hmm. Peaceful pause. and um, I'm currently working exclusively virtually. With the start of the pandemic, uh, we were forced to do that, and then I've pretty much stuck with it because uh, there are so many advantages to it. I am going to be starting hybrid where I will do some in-person training. So virtually, my service area is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But I am located uh, in Aurora, Colorado. Then the animals speak, is my business. I'm also an animal communicator in addition to being a certified professional dog trainer and fairly recently started that up as a business so I can do animal communication. That is helpful for people who have questions about what their animals are thinking. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful In training, as I said, sometimes I combine the two and uh, I can do a reading with, in this case, it would be a dog. I can communicate with any species, but when it's done in conjunction with the dog training, I can do a reading with the dog. And uh, that can actually take training to a whole new level because we're really hearing what the dog has to say. Mm Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So start me way back at the beginning of, you know, elementary school. How did you go from there to here? What's your story?
1: Wow. Well, I've always loved animals. I was raised on a farm in the Midwest. That was back when farms were family farms and so on, and not the big agribusiness that we see today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Always just loved animals, and I would tame the the farm cats, you know. When there'd be a new litter of kittens, I would go sit with them. And we also, of course, had dogs, and uh, I also had a horse. and And I just always wanted to speak for them, you know, to give them a voice and to help people understand them. And then I. Launched into, I went to art school and I launched into um, graphic design. So for 26 years, I was a graphic designer. Um, that was fulfilling in its own way. I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. I also do pet portraits.
0: Plus, <laughs> so, I've seen some of your work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, just always loved animals and always felt like I wanted to speak for them. And uh, dog training does that in its own way because we can help people understand their dog's body language and so on. Help people understand how dogs learn and um, different training methods. What is more humane? What's more effective? And so, mm-hmm. and helping people understand that. And then, of course, the um, animal communication part of it, I'm able to come in and help people answer their questions about their dog's health. I'm not a veterinarian, you know, <laughs> and I'm also, you know, animal communicators don't diagnose illness, you know, physical Things most don't analyze behavior problems. In my case, I can do that. The biggest question always is Are you happy? You know,
0: (laughs) it's an important question. I mean, that's kind of the question that all of my clients are looking at as well. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Are you happy? How did you shift from graphic design to training at first and then the animal communication?
1: Well, I was working for the Denver Post at the time. And uh, I was in the uh, in-house marketing department and people would ask me, oh gosh, you know, do you have daily deadlines? And it's like, are you kidding? I have hourly deadlines, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so it's very high pace and uh, it was great, but I just wanted something more. And I felt like I wasn't really, I did, do some advertising for the paper and then for retail clients. And I just was like, I'm tired of helping this used car salesman sell cars. <laughs> you know? I, I really want to do something with deeper meaning for me. Um, i not saying that graphic design is unfulfilling for others, but at the time I'd been doing it long enough and, uh, So I thought, you know, maybe it would be cool to be a dog trainer. And uh, so I went to, I did some schooling and I got a certificate, but this was old school training. Mm -hmm. We were using choke chains and so on. And there was one point, the turning point was when the instructor Severely corrected my dog using a choke chain, and I went. Mm-hmm. This is not right. Yeah. <laughs> so went back and did did some other things. I I uh, had a picture framing shop for a while. I just uh, decided that wasn't really for me either. And then I just said, you know what? I'd like to get back to dog training. And I um, saw at one of the big box stores that uh, they were hiring dog trainers. And I went, well, I'm qualified. So I went in and at that time, they had a really good training program written by some of the top trainers in the field. And uh, so I went through that. And that's when I Became a crossover trainer and stayed with that for a while, but then decided, you know what, I think I'd rather do this on my own. Mm-hmm. So I started Peaceful Paws, started as pet sitting and then kind of grew into then the training side. I taught classes for the city of Aurora for about 11 years. Which was boy, hundreds of dogs <laughs> we, we trained, mm-hmm. and then I, I decided, ah, group classes. I'm, I've done enough. <laughs> and they're they're challenging in their own way. Mm-hmm. They're fulfilling in their own way. But yeah, I was just ready ready to uh, do strictly one on one.
0: And what's your favorite part about working with clients one on one?
1: My favorite is those aha moments for the client when they go oh my gosh he understands Mm -hmm. and also like when they'll say well this is just the same psychology or or, you know the same people that really really get it are are parents of young children and uh, therapists Mm-hmm. You know, people people who work with humans in that capacity and they're like, oh my gosh, I had a a client once who was a zookeeper and I was working with her and her dog and, and she just suddenly, she um, took care of the primates and she, when we were working with her dog, she said, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I do with the orangutan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, that's my favorite is when people really understand their dogs and aha moments when they're like, wow, I just, I never thought of it this way.
0: Yeah. I love that about aha moments because once you have that shift and you see something with fresh eyes, you can't go back. You might you might lose it at times. You might, you know, fall back into your old habit, but that information is still in there and it pops back up and you're like, "Oh wait, wait, that's not actually true. I thought it was true for a long time, but now I see it differently." And I think that's incredibly powerful because it just makes permanent changes. Sometimes dramatically, sometimes small ways, but lasting.
1: Yes, that's what makes it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you know you've actually helped yeah and you've improved the lives of the dog and their people
0: mhm yeah i like that too the the part about just really improving their lives like we want to have dogs in our lives but dogs can be a lot i mean they they can be a lot. Yeah, they can. <laughs> I always laugh whenever a dog trainer gets a puppy, and then they're on Facebook going, "Oh my gosh, how do regular people live?"
1: <laughs> that that was me. That was me. When I got Rita two years ago, and and when you were saying that sometimes people lose that aha moment, I mean, I lose it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, when I got my puppy Rita. Uh, always before people had said, you know, if I was um, at a point where I was going to acquire another dog, they'd say, "Are you going to get a puppy? You can get a puppy," and I'm like, um, "No, okay. <laughs> because I don't want to." And as a dog trainer, I get to see your puppy and then go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I decided, and I thought it through, and I. Yeah, I'm going to get an eight-week-old puppy. And uh, it had been over 30 years since I had had a puppy that young. And uh, it was fine. But what I had forgotten was I was 30 years older and 30 years forward. (laughs) (laughs) So she kept me hopping. Yeah. And uh, now I have her sister who is a few months younger than her. Um, now I have two adolescents, so mm-hmm. dogs are a lot, yeah, but they're worth every every bit of effort.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. But I do think that is the magic of a dog trainer where they can help you make the effort a little bit less so that the their worth it part is more tangible and, and easier to remember all the time because because they bring such joy to us. And they're a lot of work.
1: (laughs) They are, yeah. But actually having these two has been helpful for me to empathize with my clients who have puppies. Mm -hmm. And they're going, you won't believe. I said, yes, I will. I do. I do believe. (laughs) Because I've been through it recently.
0: Yeah. So earlier you mentioned one of the main questions people ask you from an animal communication standpoint is, you know, is my pet happy? I'm curious if there's a common theme in what the animals say to you.
1: I have never, uh, that's the most common question, but it's also the most uh, where people are hesitant to ask it because they're, they always say, I'm afraid of what my dog well, my pet, you know, might say, and I have never had an animal say, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, my mom is neurotic. You know? <laughs> I have never, ever had that. Are there common
0: themes, though, and what, what you notice animals do want to say?
1: Um, yeah, you know, they really want us to understand what's going on but mostly they are wanting us to know that they love us, that they care, that they're happy. Um, You know, so the question are you happy is the most common because the most common answer is yes and And they have different ways sometimes of saying that. And then when I get specific questions, that's really nice when I can point people towards the solution, whether that's especially in dog training, I can actually help them with that. A lot of times people ask what their favorite thing to do is and
2: what their favorite toy is. Sometimes I just get images that the animal is showing me. I remember, and this is a client that I was doing a combination of animal communication and training, and uh, I, the, the dog showed me this blue blanket. And uh, then when the next session with the client... She said, and and here's my dog. You know, she turned the camera on her dog and the dog was laying on a blue blanket, the exact color of blue that she had showed me. And that then helped us in the training. We were working with separation anxiety. And I confirmed with the client that, yeah, that's her favorite blanket. So we use that to help create a safe place for the dog when her mom had to be gone Mm -hmm. and and all of the things that go with that. So um yeah. Yeah. They like to show me their favorite toys and uh their favorite people and the favorite activities. And so a lot of it validates what the client suspected i did a reading with a cat one time and and the the client was saying she was thinking about getting another cat and wanted to know about that and the the cat showed me this other cat and said this is my it's my this is my brother yeah i i would like to have, have him come here and I did not know, but the cat that she was considering was, in fact, the cat's brother. Mm. So <laughs> it was like, okay, he he let us know. So a lot of times it's validating for people, yeah. too. It's like, am I doing the right thing? Do you really like this food? That's another one is, do they like their food? What else would they like? And, you know. I, I've never had an animal say they want less food. <laughs> <laughs> no. So.
0: I always I always want more. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to ask people for quotes or um, words of some sort that have meaning. And you shared a lovely quote. And it comes from Charlotte's Web, from E.B. White. The quote is, It is quite possible that an animal has spoken to me and that I didn't catch the remark because i wasn't paying attention so which character do you recall which character in charlotte's web said that
2: i do not it's such a great
0: quote because we've all had that experience of seeing an animal speaking to someone and the person that the animal is speaking with isn't mm-hmm. noticing or paying attention yeah. so is this a quote that that you use in in your personal thinking or your life or your, how does it resonate with you? What does it mean to you?
2: Well, as I said, I always wanted to give animals a voice and I can do that in dog training and I more literally do it in animal communication. So in animal communication, animals want to be heard. And also in dog training, you ask about moments that are special. I also like the moment when I can see the dog almost, whew, they get me, mm-hmm. <laughs> they understand. Yeah. So I can help with that on both, both levels. Yeah. But yeah, so that resonates in just communication Yeah. and, and being maybe that Moderator, or <laughs> it is you know. such a powerful
0: moment when when you feel that shift. Or at least for me, it's a feel. Um, I was working with a deaf basset years ago, and just a lovely person adored her dog, but they they were just not communicating. And he and I were working together one day, and the light bulb came on for him, where he was like, "Oh, that has meaning." I've got it. And it came on for me and it came on for his person. And the three of us just, it was this most magic moment. And what was so interesting to me was he knew if I was in the building when another teacher would be teaching a group class. Like they would say, "Oh, Radar is losing his mind. He's just not paying attention today at all." <laughs> and could you come in and say hello so he could get his brain back? And I thought it was so funny, but I I felt a connection with him too. And I think some of it was we can we can connect. We can exactly. I, I have thoughts I need to share, and, and we have a way. Yeah. And training is awesome for that. I yeah. You know, consider myself in any way an animal communicator although everyone tells me that we all have the gift to a certain extent and we can all improve it yes Um, and since I do say it's such a feeling I think there's something but I don't know how we access that
2: (laughs) when you said that you said that the dog knew when you were in the building he did and so that he was reading he he was reading your energy he says Colleen is close by, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have two books that I have authored. My first book is Taking the Lead Without Jerking the Leash. And that is about training and so on, but a lot of anecdotes and, and so on. But then my second book is called Letting in the Dog. And that I talk a lot about. That really, the whole book is about the intersection of science and intuition and how you don't have to be an animal communicator or a dog trainer. And in the book, I start off, I say, I'm not here to teach you to be a dog trainer or to be an animal communicator, but I can help you better understand and better open your heart, open your lines of communication Um, in that case, dogs, but um, that's really true for all animals, that uh, we can understand them better.
0: If you were to offer people one simple getting started tip, what would that be?
2: Observe and listen with your eyes and your ears and your heart. That is The uh, subtitle on my book, Letting in the Dog, is Opening Hearts and Minds to a Deeper Understanding. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just opening your mind and your heart and hearing what your pet, in this case dogs, um, what they're they're saying to us. And know that they are saying something to us. Uh, I think we so often get into that. Um, I don't even use the word obedience anymore and I don't use the word command Mm -hmm. uh, because that's, I mean, yeah, you know, you can do obedience competition and, and so on and that's all great fun and, but just that dogs have to be obedient and we have to be in charge of them and Yeah. It's a very one-way relationship. (laughs) Right, right. So really making it a two-way street. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's really interesting how the language has shifted dramatically since I started Mm. training. Like when I started training, people did talk about obedience training and I worked for a big box company for a while and their phone number was like a you know, one eight hundred something, something, something obey. And it was on the back of the oh. shirt. And I was like, I am supposed yeah. to walk out in public with a shirt that has the word ob- like, oh no, that's a problem for me. <laughs>
2: oh, <no>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Comply would have been a better word, but <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But that that fortunately has shifted dramatically it's not gone i mean we still see that that there's still plenty of oh, it yes. but yes. um but the opportunities for education are so much greater than they used to be and the language really is shifting like people are doing a much better job of of really understanding that it is about building relationship and having communication and you know making a request of your dog as opposed to giving your dog yeah. a command exactly So if you had one wish for all pet professionals and you had the magic wand and you could grant that wish, what would you wish for
2: us? Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, That we could know that we're making a difference, that we can also apply that. Compassion to ourselves and with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, yeah, there can be some some conversations between positive trainers that get maybe sort of not positive, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but yeah, knowing that we can help people and help dogs and their people is always the way I like to say it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that we can also treat ourselves with the same understanding and compassion. Yeah. And not burn out so that we're useless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really important. Thank you. That's very beautiful. So if people want to learn more about you and your work, how can they do that?
2: Well, you can visit my website where you can find all about my training at peacefulpause.net. You can find out all about everything there. And uh, as far as the animal communication, that is theanimalspeak.com. And that's animalspeak with one S. <laughs> so both those places you can book a session and... uh Wonderful.
0: Yeah. And we'll have all that in the show notes for people.
2: Yeah. And uh, my phone number is listed there and, and other contact information. My email is pat at peaceful And um, the animal speak is pat at the dot com. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for talking to me today. That was fun talking to you.
2: Well, thanks for talking to me and I'm going to go check on my dogs because I was worried they were going to gonna bark and now I'm worried that they're too quiet.
0: <laughs> there is that. Well, hopefully your adolescent <laughs> girls haven't gotten into too much fun while you've been distracted Not too here. Much fun.
2: All right. <laughs> so I'll talk thanks, to you later. Colleen. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Unleashed at Work and Home. I invite you to come learn more at colleenpilar.com where you can be steady, be strong, and be long.